Contented Media presents Dr. Bitcoin, the man who wasn't Satoshi Nakamoto, an original podcast series with Mark Hunter and Arthur Van Pelt. And I've seen things, I've seen manipulated documents, I've seen a lot of things that, you know, maybe deleted things and tried to re-correct it or whatever, but I don't believe this is a Satoshi, no. And I have emails from Calvin saying that he's totally panicked and said a lot of different things. The trust is bullshit. It's Calvin, Ira and Craig behind that trust. Hello and welcome to Dr. Bitcoin, the man who wasn't Satoshi Nakamoto, and a special episode which is going to cover a crazy, crazy 48 hours in the world of Craig Wright. And with me, as usual, to go through the madness that has been taking place over the weekend is Arthur Van Pelt. Arthur, have you ever known a weekend quite like this? No, no, absolutely not. Uh, by the way, welcome. Thank you for having me again, <laughs> Mark. There's no one I'd rather go through this with. <laughs> no, no. When at Friday night uh, the bomb dropped, I went to bed at some point and I just couldn't lay down the phone and I have not been sleeping in the night between Friday and Saturday because Agar Hansen, and his name will be uh, on this show uh, many times, hmm. he kept on tweeting, my friends kept on tweeting. I just had to see what was going on uh, and, and that mood remains the whole weekend, although I slept uh, from Saturday to Sunday, which is uh, today. But yeah, this, this is crazy. This is entertainment of uh, the top shelf, uh, so to say. Mm-hmm. It could be really, really important. It could be one of those proper turning points in the whole saga that we've been covering for the past couple of years. But um, as we'll discuss, we're not 100% sure on everything yet. So we, again, we'll, we'll come to that. So we'll start at the beginning. For those that somehow are tuning into this and don't know what happened, on Friday night, Christian Aga Hansen put out a quite incendiary and incredible statement that we'll come to in a second, basically saying that he had left N-Chain and that Craig Wright wasn't Satoshi. It was a fraud. There's a massive fraud going on behind the scenes at N-Chain. The thing to mention on the outset is that it seems genuine, but we know from his history that he is a, a devious player of power games. He's not, from my perspective, he's not doing this altruistically. He's not doing this for the betterment of anybody else. He's doing this for himself in some way. Maybe it's self-protection, whatever it might be. But he's no hero. That's the thing to mention here, From again, from my perspective. He's no hero. He has done damage to the, the Bitcoin ecosystem, to the likes of Hodlenaut and other people involved in lawsuits and things, and he's been backing Craig in lawsuits. So while we should be grateful that he has seemingly seen the light and, and come forward with his honesty and his revelations, if you like, I think we still need to have a modicum of caution. Just because someone has seemingly turned a corner, you can't 100% trust them just because the the speed with which it's come about. What's your take on that, Arthur? Are you in the boat with Kristen here or are you still on the shore saying mm, not quite getting in the boat just yet? What I don't get yet is indeed, uh, let's uh, summarize that as his motivation. What is his motivation? He could also have chosen 
to go with the flow and not bring anything out. But he chose the side of, uh, of being a whistleblower. That is how he uh, now is uh, seeing himself. I also call him some, somewhat of a Trojan horse uh, because he came in in, I think it was November 2022, uh, as the new CEO of, uh, of Enchain. And he started to settle as a CEO who at first glance was doing a good job. And he was also a good and dedicated Craig Wright apologist. So he, he seems to fit well in, 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 in the BSV uh, community. Mm-hmm. Somewhere around July, halfway July, he started to notice uh, things. That is at least uh, his, uh, his mm-hmm. claim now. He started to notice things. He started an inquiry on August uh, the 1st. He mentioned that uh, exact uh, date. You have to imagine in July you start noticing things. You can decide to uh, ignore it. You can decide to uh, discuss it with a few colleagues and see how you uh, can go back in, uh, let's say, the, the go with the flow. It's it's your job. I mean, yeah. it's it's a well-paid job. Uh, As we saw from his bonus. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. With 375,000 uh, British pounds, if I remember well, for just one year, one year. He's got a free house from 10 months worth of work. It's mad. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, But, yeah, what is his motivation? That is something that we will uh, probably learn more about uh, in the upcoming uh, days and weeks, maybe even months. So we'll dive into the timeline and go through things that way. Now, this actually all started about a a week and a half ago because there were some people that noticed, especially on Reddit, I think I I picked it up, that... um, Calvin and Christian and Craig, the three C's, they were all very silent on Twitter in the week to 10 days leading up to this. There was just a few retweets of random things, but there was none of the usual stuff that they posted out. And there's a few people that picked up on this and were like, well, what's happening? And I was, I poo-pooed it. I was like, oh, why don't, it's nothing. It's just going to be something small that is, they're just not tweeting about stuff at the moment. It's, that's not a sign of anything particularly big. And then we learned that the About Us page of the Enchain website had been dramatically altered and something like five high-ranking members of the company had been removed seemingly including Craig Wright and Christian Agahansen. What did you make of that at the time? For me it's so clear with my career of several decades in enterprises and, and the larger governments of, uh, of this world when there is turmoil in a board and half of the board is leaving either being fired or leaving uh, voluntarily and there is a struggle a clash of egos or a political careers are being broken financial uh, uh, the wages are stopped uh, at that moment mm. oh, yeah, these people will probably get nice bonuses with them mm. but anyway that it means something there's there's a panic there is a ship without a proper team of captains so to say mm-hmm. and and yeah that that says something that says something and that has been rotting for ages for months weeks probably years and then it comes to an explosive uh, moment like uh, like this and we've not seen everything yet i'm quite sure that we will see some more turmoil in the upcoming uh, weeks yeah i mean one person leaving a board is is newsworthy sometimes when half of them go in one go that's just something is seriously wrong there and we got an idea actually from what um christian Aga hansen one of one of, the, one of the tweets he sent on saturday but with this this happens before before this kind of kicks off so on saturday he tweeted 
quote, the group management of Enchain, which consists of six persons, did a serious whistleblow to the board of Enchain Global collectively, signed off on 26th of September. Thereafter, we got then either dismissed or suspended by the same people we reported about. Despite the fact that Calvin Air is a minority owner on paper, he acts as he owns 100% of the company. So, again, if we're to believe everything he is saying, he reported members of the board who then got rid of him and others to protect themselves, I'm assuming. Is that how you read that? I think Christian Ager Hansen already noticed uh, the influence of uh, Kelvin Air before this happened. This, this happened, so I think, somewhere in August, when this 570 million uh, mm-hmm. plan, including uh, the handover of uh, shares to, uh, to Kelvin Air, uh, happened. From what we now learned from uh, Christian Ager Hansen is that he was uh, already, um, yeah, making a U-turn on his uh, stances and uh, narratives uh, way before August, namely in July. And there is talk about a shadow director, shadow directors even. So Calvin Air was already a big factor for Enchain, and he has become an even bigger factor for uh, for Enchain. And because Christian Ager Hansen also said that. Uh, he doesn't believe anymore in the in the Satoshi story of uh, Craig Wright. He is also attacking uh, Craig Wright. So we have several elements in this that is uh, making this a very juicy <laughs> soap <laughs> opera of, uh, in the BSV uh, arena. We certainly do. Talking of Craig Wright, actually, that was the next point I was going to make. I'm a little bit confused because Christian also said that he recommended to the board that they sack Craig Wright, but they didn't do that. And yet Craig Wright has still left. So... This is what I don't get because, so let's say that they didn't sack him, but he they still found a way to get rid of him like without sacking him. Surely, if he'd done no wrong, he would still be there. So if they wouldn't sack him, what's the point in letting him go and be a contractor? How do you think that one played out? Yeah, that that is the largest conflict uh, that I read mm. because for the rest I can uh, I see. A lot of things that Christian Ager Hansen is uh, publishing and, and saying, yeah, I immediately recognize that from from my own research for years already. So, I I trust his information, and uh, you can many times double check his information on with other sources. So that that's looking quite all right. But there's only one thing that I cannot uh, match. The the biggest thing that I cannot match is the story that uh, Craig and Kelvin they say that uh, indeed. Craig Wright left by himself voluntarily. He reorganized himself to a position outside Enchain uh, under his own uh, company uh, umbrella and, and then being hired by Enchain back uh, for some reason. They don't give a reason for it that why would they do that? Because he's on the payroll since 2015. I mean, Craig yeah. Wright is, is, is one of the founding shareholders of Enchain. What should your reason be to leave a company where you have all the benefits of, uh, you have your own office, you have uh, all the facilities, you have a steady and solid salary uh, coming in each month, and then you do the decision to stop all that, to take the insecurity of uh, not knowing if your bills are being paid, not knowing what type of uh, social security you can have as a contractor. Mm -hmm. And if we hear Christian Ager Hansen say, he asked or recommended or requested from the board at the moment that he was still CEO that 
Craig Wright should be sacked for the things that he found out and that are in his uh, whistleblowing report. And I understood that Craig was being sacked at that moment, or that is at least what Kristen is saying, that the board actually sacked him. And that was happening yeah, one or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. The talk about the whistleblowing report where a lot of those details have been uh, mentioned. It was released on Tuesday, discussed in Unchained on Wednesday, and on Wednesday we understand from Kelvin Air that the board actually decided to sack Kristen Ager Hansen mm. and the other board members who were together with Kristen Ager Hansen in that whistleblowing team, so to say. So was Craig also sacked, it's it's a bit fake. One person says yes, the other, and the other person says no. So one of those persons has to change side to 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 know what is the actual truth uh, here. Craig Wright himself, he says, I I, re- I, reorgan- I reorganized myself out of uh, out of chain, and that's something that I don't believe. You don't do that. No, no, I don't believe that at all. And I think if he'd done nothing wrong, he wouldn't have moved. On Friday night, after all the hullabaloo about the people being removed from the About Us page, Enchain released a statement which began, quote, The board of the blockchain technology IP licensing and consulting services company Enchain confirms it has parted company with Christian Agger Hansen. The board has appointed Stefan Matthews to retake the executive reins as acting CEO in addition to his position as chairman with immediate effect, unquote. That was the only mention in the entire press release of Christian Agerhansen with the other five paragraphs dedicated to how amazing Stefan Matthews is. <laughs> Honestly, wasn't it the most bizarre press release you've ever seen? Yeah, but it was also the first thing that, that, I, that I tweeted out on, uh, on, on Friday evening. This is so unusual that when a CEO, which is a big role in a company, normally speaking, when he is leaving, then you either have, oh, he was uh, so good and it's unfortunate uh, that he is leaving, but this was his, uh, what he was doing and this was uh, mm-hmm. so good and we're so happy uh, with him or have been so happy with him. Or you learn about, and then they will try to cover it up for a bit, that ah, he's leaving for yes. a sabbatical or he has uh, medical issues. Spend more time with his family. Uh, yeah, something something like that. And they, 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 they will find an excuse uh, that he is leaving under well, less fortunate uh, circumstances, uh, so uh, so to say. Sometimes mm-hmm. they can mention something like, uh, "Yeah, we 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 differ in uh, in our uh, what we think about uh, the strategy uh-huh. of the company," and then you will learn a little bit. Okay, they were fighting, and they were probably throwing yeah. with uh, ashtrays uh, to each other or whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so th- th- then there has been uh, something uh, going on there, but. This said absolutely nothing. And nope. indeed, like you said, it was only about how amazing <laughs> Stephen Matthews is. And, and just one sentence about, yeah, he left. 
Now then you already get an itchy feeling something is going on here and yeah that blew up yeah. like a, ro a rocket. Yeah so clearly we knew something was up although we didn't have any details and then Christian Agahansen released that statement. I can confirm I have departed from Inchain Global as its group CEO with immediate effect after reporting several serious issues to the board of Enchain Group including what I believe is a conspiracy to defraud Enchain shareholders orchestrated by a significant shareholder. I also had concerns about the ultimate beneficiary shareholder and the real people behind DW Discovery Fund registered in Cayman. The chairman also took instructions from shadow directors which I didn't accept. I have also reported that I have found compelling evidence that Dr. Craig Wright has manipulated documents with the aim to deceive the court he is Satoshi. I'm today myself convinced that Dr. Craig Wright is not Satoshi and I'm persuaded he will lose all his legal battles. The board didn't take action and my job becomes clearly untenable. One of the things I recommended the chairman of the board was to sack Dr. Craig Wright. I feel sorry for all the great people that work in the company but I don't want to be part of something I clearly don't believe in. So. There's lots to unpack here, obviously, and we'll take it sort of section by section. Because of time constraints, we're not going to talk about the allegations of fraud and conspiracy. That's something that will come out with a further report in later days. We're going to focus on the subject of our podcast, which is, of course, Craig Wright and this bombshell of the evidence that Christian Agahansen has discovered. Really, this is the meat of the story as far as we're concerned. Um, so to quote this section of his, uh, of his initial statement, I have also reported that I have found compelling evidence that Dr. Craig Wright has manipulated documents with the aim to deceive the court he is Satoshi. I am today myself convinced that Dr. Craig Wright is not Satoshi and am persuaded he will lose all his legal battles. One of the things I recommended to the chairman of the board was to sack Dr. Craig Wright. The board didn't take action and my job becomes clearly untenable. Arthur, this came literally out of the blue. I had to read this twice when I first saw it because I didn't quite take it in first time. What was your initial reaction when you read those words? This is, of course, uh, important. But on the other hand, let's be honest, it is nice that a CEO and an insider is calling out what everybody is saying, but nobody dares to say it when you're on the payroll of Enchain. And now somebody dares to say it and it's somebody on, a, on, on the highest level. So of course it, it, it makes impact. On the other hand, it's nothing new. Hmm. Thousands, tens of thousands of people know this already. This is information that is already circulating in many courtrooms. So this is not that shocking. The only shocking part is it's an insider that is now um, finally recognizing and, and confirming what everybody knows already uh, outside of the payroll of, uh, of Enchain. But the information, the content itself is, of course, yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing new. Let's be honest. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's the source, isn't it? It's not what was said. It's who it's come from, because I just did not expect anyone inside the camp to be saying anything like this it was just such a such a shock to to read these words and that's why this was i think the first thing that came out once we found he'd left i i just couldn't quite believe it i was thinking this is a this is a scam this is a trick this it can't be real mm. he seemed so headstrong in the end chain the bsv and the craig Wright way of life it, again like we said it's like a cult once you're in the cult how many people leave so few people leave and it's not just the ideological side of things mm. he had a very well-paid job with lovely perks and lovely bonuses 
and he's given that up mm-hmm. for this. Not he's not given it up because Craig isn't Satoshi. He's given up for other reasons. But as part of that, yeah, he's he's given that up, and he's come out and said this. So he he's sacrificed quite a lot, hasn't he, in in saying that? Yes, and perhaps no, because that is what I what we uh, uh, from the get go we we mentioned something about the motivation. Um, of uh, mm-hmm. Christian to to start this up and bring this turmoil on the on the table, it it could be honest. But on the other hand, if we look at the reputation and the experiences of uh, of Christian Ager Hansen uh, in in other countries and with other companies, there has always been a certain amount of turmoil around this person, which has been heavily criticized every now and then. Mm. And he has been criticized as, as unethical, dishonest, and, and yeah, not always uh, kosher, as, uh, as the Jews would, uh, would say, business dealings. Mm-hmm. So what can we expect from this? We, we don't know yet. For example, what might be the case is that he is playing a sort of double role. It's a sort of, yeah, on one hand, he is uh, playing nice, and on the other hand, he is playing uh, not so nice. But depending on who is going to offer him the most money or what kind of deal that he is being offered at some point later, then you have to think about, for example, it's it's a trick that he could do. I'm not going to say he's going to do it, but he could. If he is going to criticize this engine company for quite a lot and the value of that company is dropping, then he can take it over or one of his rich friends could take over Enchain for an, yeah, at, at a discounted price. Mm-hmm. He might operate on behalf of other shadow figures that have requested from him to do this type of thing. He might have been moving in on, on behalf of other people who are behind him and who are also rich or who are even richer and who want to take over for whatever reason, the engine company at the lowest price possible. Mm-hmm. Again, this is just a theory, it's, it, and it might be even an, um, a theory that makes totally no uh, no sense, a conspiracy theory that totally makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But if I have to give an, an, a number or a percentage of, do I think that it, this is the ethical Christian Ager Hansen that we see here? I'm really 50-50 about that, seriously, based on his career, mostly. But on the other hand, the pages that we've seen, the information that he is giving, it's it's honest, it's true, it's it's well um, researched what he is presenting. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that I can say, yeah, but this this cannot be right, this is that's impossible. So that that part feels good. So far, his his presentations, his mostly in, in the in the in the written presentations it's well ordered it's well structured it's like mm-hmm. how i would do it if you look at the tweets uh, he made uh, several dozens of tweets now uh, since friday if you look at how many times he used uh, the hashtag fake toshi it's, it's uh, i think more than a handful of times it's quite funny yeah, the U-turn has been spectacular. And that is one of the elements I find a bit unsettling yeah. uh, because I'm just going to read a few tweets out from late last year. 
I met Dr. Wright first time in 15th of June 2022 at a social event. We spent six hours talking and talking and I totally forgot about the event. I grew up interacting with the smartest people in the world and I never ever met anyone with Dr. Wright's abilities. I invited him for more meetings and suddenly we had spent more than 20 hours talking and talking about everything. He is a multifaceted genius that everyone hates because they envy his abilities. If he says he's Satoshi, I believe him because, and then there's something else. And there's another one. If you say you are Satoshi, I know you are Satoshi. Sending you all my energy and support in your endless fights that the damned compact majority forced you to do. I never met anyone with a more multifaceted and beautiful brain than yours and I hate people envy it. And the last one, I know he is Satoshi and any intelligent person who gets an opportunity to meet Dr. Wright will understand it quite quickly. Now, this again illustrates the strength of the U-turn, but it also, let, let's say we believe, again, let's say we believe what's happening here. We think it's the truth. He has seen the evidence for himself and he's changed his mind. This again links to the idea that for people like you and I that see things from a distance, look at the evidence and analyse his history, we can tell that it's it's all made up of lies and it's, and it's all subterfuge. But it just shows again how powerful... He is when he's talking to people face to face, how easily he can bamboozle intelligent people into believing him because they have no ability to debunk what he's saying. It's like it's like speaking to someone as a specialist in a subject and they talk about it so eloquently. They talk about it in such detail and you cannot debunk them because you haven't got the knowledge. He is really good at that, isn't he? Yeah, basically that's it. That's why uh, people like him are called a con man and con stands for confidence. He can bring the most bullshit statements uh, with confidence that you just believe what he is saying, especially when it is a field that you're not, uh, that is not in, in, in your comfort zone completely uh, or not at all. And that means that if he is explaining things, for example, about Bitcoin and he is just copy pasting what other people say who are clever and who are intelligent uh, and who found it out themselves like Satoshi but also uh, other people he has been uh, quoting like uh, Mike Hearn and Hal Finney and etc. Well Christian Agahansen actually put it really really well because somebody said to him well how do you explain his intimate knowledge of Bitcoin and he tweeted quote the evidence I have seen makes me convinced that Dr. Wright is a great, quote, reproduction painter, unquote. This means he has the ability to copy another work of art, in this case Satoshi, by carefully studying and analysing him. There is no creative process involved, and whatever Dr. Wright created is, in my opinion, often other people's creation. Many people can recreate Mona Lisa, but there's only one original. That is very, very well explained. It's very simple to know how he knows so much about Bitcoin. He's read about it. We're always being told how he reads this and reads that, listens to audiobooks in his sleep. All he had to do was read the white paper, expand on it a bit, and just riff on that. And once you've got the concept of it, you can say whatever you like. It's not It's not necessarily clever. It's just hard work. And if you're going to grift to that extent, that's the level of hard work you've got to put into it. Exactly. And he, he didn't only do that with uh, with Satoshi. He also did that with uh, other people. But it, uh, those those stories are less uh, lesser known. Uh, his, his most famous role play... Cosplay, I call it mostly, uh, is uh, indeed Satoshi Nakamoto. Yep, indeed, indeed. Now, something else that Christian Agahansen tweeted out was a screenshot of what looks like it could have been this 
Satoshi report we've been led to believe was going to be published in the year of the tiger, whatever it was, and it never saw the light of day. Um, and this screenshot shows something that is, it's not exactly bombshell evidence, but it's interesting to know that he found it himself. Christian says he was given this hard drive from 2007, which supposedly contained lots of Satoshi evidence, and it didn't take him long to look through it and find that this hard drive, supposedly preserved since 2007 and untouched, contained websites from 2023. And in 2015, there's a screenshot that shows that Craig Wright went to a Q&A website and asked the question, was anything in Satoshi Nakamoto's original Bitcoin white paper compiled in LaTeX? And of course, as Christian says, the obvious question is, if Craig Wright is Satoshi Nakamoto, why would he be asking what software Craig Wright used when he wrote the white paper? And Arthur, this looks pretty genuine, doesn't it? It looks like the real thing, which suggests that this report is out there and might one day get published. Yeah. You can even try to follow. I did not do that yet, uh, to be fair, because there's so much going on. But now I'm noticing that on that page, just be above the, the page number, that looks indeed like a, a three, but cut in half. Uh, it shows the link to stuckexchange.com, questions, etc., etc., where you can look up what has been said on that page. So either in uh, in 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 uh, directly following that link, or using the um, Wayback Machine or such an uh, archive uh, to check what has been happening uh, on that page. That means that in 2016 or. There's also a few months extra. This question has been asked by uh, by Craig on that uh, on that page. Now that was certainly uh, in the in the in the early days, 2014-15 was the early days of uh, his cosplay, and he was still doing a lot of uh, research. Well, we'd love to see that report. It would be amazing if that report were to see the light of day, and one day we might. Who knows? Um, so then, moving on with the timeline, then. So late on Friday, CoinGeek scrubbed pretty much all mention of Christian Lagerhansen from its website, which is about the most 1984 thing you can possibly do. There's a, a great uh, quote. I couldn't remember it word for word, but I Googled it. And the quote is, the past was erased, the erasure was forgotten, the lie became the truth, which is pretty much sums up CoinGeek. And there is... Um, you know, there is something if if you're if you're going through and deliberately deleting things you've written about somebody, there's obviously a very good reason why you're doing that. Um, and then on Saturday we got this was this was the day where this shit really hit the fan. We got a lot more tweets from him on Saturday, and one of the things he said on the Saturday was Calvin got very stressed when I told him that I had compelling evidence that Craig Wright is not Satoshi. Stephen Matthews told me he wanted to withdraw his witness statement in the Copa case and that Enchain should distance themselves from CSW. Now again, we have to take this with a pinch of salt, but assuming this is true. What damage would that do to, to Craig's chances, Arthur, if Stephen Matthews recanted his witness statement and his support for the Copa case? It will make an impression. It will make an, um, a negative impression on the whole case, of course. But on the other hand, Stephen Matthews never made any impression at all, looking at uh, the Norway case where his uh, statements in court were not uh, taken seriously anyway, because he did not bring um, physical evidence well, it's interesting you should mention his appearances in court because his big claim to fame, obviously, is with the white paper that he saw in 2008. But 
over the years, this has changed. He told um, Andrew O'Hagan in 2016 that Wright gave him, quote, a document written by someone called Satoshi Nakamoto, unquote. And then in July 2022, that famous CoinGeek piece, How Bitcoin Was Saved, or whatever it was called, said that Matthews couldn't, quote, recall if the document was credited to Satoshi Nakamoto, unquote. And then two months later, at the Hothenort trial, he swore on oath that it had no name on it whatsoever. Maybe he's not as good a witness as Craig Wright thinks he is, because that's just all over the shop, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. Correct. At some point, they stick. They stick to uh, to the same uh, story uh, somewhat. There, there was at some point an, um, a white paper. Of course, it's a, it's a straightforward lie. But on the other hand, you cannot prove that it is a lie. And on the other hand, they cannot prove that it is a truthful uh, anecdote because they they have no evidence. They have no. It's hearsay, isn't it? Basically, it's hearsay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's it's hearsay, and hearsay is the lowest form of uh, of evidence in courtrooms, and uh, it can only be lifted uh, to a higher level of evidence uh, if you have physical evidence supporting the hearsay. If he shows up with these stories again he will be uh, hand waved away and if he doesn't show up because he is uh, chicken scared now about uh, what ha- what is happening and he doesn't want to take uh, yeah the heat uh, for it in in a courtroom no yeah it, it 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 will not matter for the for the outcome of the case the outcome of the case will still be uh, Greg is not satoshi so that was saturday morning when we thought the drama had all played out how spectacularly wrong we were because Christian Agahansen then posted an email, which initially we weren't quite sure about, but he has since backed up by providing the actual email screenshotted into his into a tweet, and which Calvin Eyre has since corroborated, incredibly enough. And again, we'll deal with this in sections, but this is the one that really blows the entire Craig Wright case all eight years of it since Calvin Ayer's official involvement completely wide open. Here's the first section. I've been operating under the assumption that you and Ramona have the keys and that you were simply pretending not to have them as part of some strategy that you have trapped yourself in. But now that we are looking at a situation where continuing to deny you have them ruins your life and damages your supporters, I am forced to make a tough decision. It no longer matters if you have the keys or not as it is my opinion based on advice from Zafar and others that you cannot win the COPA trial if you do not sign at Harvard so I have no choice in what I have to do. This of course will also mean that you lose all the other cases, other than maybe the token theft case, but to me losing COPA even puts this at risk, as COPA will set precedent that you are not Satoshi in law. All IP other than N-chain patents will disappear. This means that you are not going to be able to get a court to declare that you own any tokens either. We have also verified that there is no complete paper trail evidencing the trust owning any tokens. This after nearly a year of Zurich reviewing all the evidence you have. This means you cannot repay me the money you owe me for all the litigation to date. This means every cent spent on your cases is me pissing away my kids' inheritance. If you have the keys, your best play is to now use them. So, Calvin Eyre believed that they had the keys and they were pretending not to use them for whatever means. So um, this suggests then that he did actually genuinely fall for all the Tulip Trust stuff. It's not like he knew it was nonsense, but he was playing along. He he fell f- he fell for it, and he presumably fell for the one fixed wallet as well. If if we're going by that by that logic, is that how you read that? He he genuinely believed it for that long. 
Yeah. This this email gives an, a rather precious insight in the mind of Kelvin Air and um, what we can say at this moment. There has been much rumors and suggestions and guesswork uh, has been around. Is Kelvin Air now in on the con mm-hmm. of Satoshi, or is he just as bamboozled as anybody? out there who is a Craig Wright apologist. And if we understand this email where he is, let's say we did not expect this uh, type of uh, criticism from uh, from Kelvin, uh, no. because this is a September 23 email. This is only a week old, this email. A week ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is very, very recent. And if this is the current mind and the current mood, the current mindset of of Kelvin, it means that he has been and is still not quite free of the mm-hmm. he is more critical he is but we will get to that um, it's clear that he is coming from the mindset of a totally person that has been impressed by what Craig Wright has been saying, is has been impressed by what forgeries he has been showing, and he, he took it for granted that they were yeah, that it was genuine evidence that Craig Wright has been showing. He also has been ignoring quite a few rulings, quite a few reports, uh, forensic reports. He has been ignoring uh, all the red flags that other people picked up since 2015, the Wired and Gizmodo um, articles. I mean, <laughs> 99% of the people knew already with the details from uh, what was presented in Wired and Gizmodo and the disclaimers that they uh, uh, put on their articles uh, within days. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This is a scammer. And, and there's 1% remaining that thinks, nah, yeah, maybe it's... Uh, hmm could be you know and, and and then they will stick to the story of uh, of Craig Wright and become uh, his his friend or his fan or uh, whatever uh, but yeah this this is actually a billionaire who is very clever earning his billions yeah absolutely it's still a human being who can be under the right circumstances and and we can see in this email that is exactly what has been happening until a week ago and he can only the only thing he can do now is trying to break loose in the only way that is available to him. Yeah, and it also confirms something that we've suspected or pretty much known for a while, that Ramona Watts is also in on this because she's mentioned as being part of the Tulip Trust thing as well. So she's in it as much as Craig Wright, isn't she? That's how it appears indeed, uh, that she knows that Craig Wright is role-playing and she is just... Yeah, a bit quiet, a bit shy about it. She will not uh, put herself on the foreground uh, so much. But she's used as an um, as a sort of sock puppet in the whole uh, story, and she probably uh, knows it. That uh, yeah, that has always been quite clear to me. And this email is not uh, contradictory to that uh, to that stance. And also, what's this Harvard signing? Have you ever heard about this? Because this is new to me. It has probably been a suggestion that has been discussed between Craig and, uh, and Kelvin for a while or uh, or maybe a few weeks or a few months, I don't know, that they should organize a signing session at Harvard University because it has a good name. And if Craig manages to sign 
under the roof of Harvard. Yeah, that will make uh, quite the impression uh, in, in, in the world. Mm. And I think that uh, Calvin is coming back to that. He is also mentioning that uh, the courtrooms should, uh, should be aware of uh, any signing. So I did not really... Again, there's so much to read in this that I uh, I, I took the effort of uh, reading quickly over these uh, long pieces of text and uh, etc. But what I pick up from it is that um, either the Harvard signing should go to court or there should be a new signing uh, that uh, Greg Wright should performing in the court. And um, what we learn from this email is that Calvin is now stopping all the funding of Craig's legal cases. So the lawyers, he will not pay the lawyers anymore unless Craig agrees to do a signing session in court. Now, yeah, that is quite something. Oh, it really is. And it, it's, it's interesting because right at the time that this report lands, something has changed in his mindset. And suddenly he's also flipped and said, you know what, I've, I've come to the end of my tether. So this signing, he it seems like he's not saying, you know, do this signing to prove to everyone. He's almost saying, do this signing to prove to me that you are genuine, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, the fact that we've got this talk of the, the lawsuits, he's not, not going to fund the lawsuits. That's interesting because it wasn't long ago, it was June, where he was already discussing how fed up he was with the lawsuits, which we covered in that June episode. And I'll play a clip here. The other thing that has been going on this year a lot is uh, Dr. Craig Wright's court cases. Yeah. You're a huge uh, supporter of his on Absolutely. social media and everything. Oh yeah, on social media. I, I'm not a fan of all his court cases. I actually wish that uh, uh, there was a lot less of that and a lot more focus on business. Well, I think we would just have a difference in timing because I actually just don't think that all that stuff needs to be proven right now. I think uh, we could have proven and are proving with all the stuff that we're doing that the business cases are there. And then we could have sorted out the law a little bit farther down the road. But you know what I mean? Craig marches to his own drummer. So if uh, he's going to go ahead with something, of course, I'm still going to support the guy. Right. I don't have to agree with him to still be, uh, you know, have his back. <laughs> so back in June, he was already saying he's fed up with the lawsuits. It wasn't the right way to go. And here he is a few months later, pretty much putting a stop to it. Now, there is a great ending to this paragraph. Quote, There is zero reason to continue to pretend you do not have the keys if you really have them. Side bonus is that using keys in this way, combined with verdict in Florida, will likely be an accepted replacement for proper paperwork for financial institutions. Unquote. This is just amazing. He still thinks he can somehow win around all these institutions into buying into BSV with, with a block signing after all the years of awful PR that the two of them have generated together. He still thinks, oh, if you sign a block, it'll all be fine. He is still so... I mean, he is now forcefully uh, asking and requesting something from Craig. But on the other hand, when you, when you read quotes like this, how can you think that it's going to work this way? It won't. I do not know. The brain cell that is making the connection between Craig Wright and perjury, Craig Wright and lying. They take that example. Mm -hmm. You catch him in a lie. Many times he has been caught in lies in a courtroom. Well, that is especially the place where you should not be lying. 
then if you are caught in a courtroom as a liar, not one time, but handfuls of times, we now have around 10 or 11 judges that do not trust him on his word, mm -hmm. that know that, and the words perjury is it's mentioned many times, or not a witness of truth. Eh? For example, in, in, in the McCormick case, Craig Wright is not a witness of truth. Mm -hmm. Now, that, that tells you something about a person. That means that outside a courtroom, he is exactly the same person. And the connection that mo many people don't make is if he is telling so many lies of, on so many levels, how can we trust his claim to be Satoshi Nakamoto? Let's have a look at that claim. And because of the fact that he has been creating hundreds of forgeries to make his point of uh, being Satoshi Nakamoto, there is only one conclusion. This is a role player, a cosplayer, pre a pretender. There is no other conclusion. And what you also know will notice in this email, they refer back to, an, uh, I think it is a sort of test. Yeah, like a mock trial thing. Yeah. And uh, Craig did not perform very well, <laughs> no. according Christian Agerhansen. <laughs> so he was, um, they mopped the floor with him or <laughs> something like that. Okay. So... We'll move on to the next section. Yes, there is more, um, and it just gets better and better. So either you are a moron for intentionally losing this case, or you are a moron for actually not having the keys. Either way, I am not following you over the cliff, and I actually have concerns with Stefan even being a witness as I know what they will do to him for this. My opinion in having watched this play out over the years is that it's clear you are hopelessly bad at litigation. The only reason you won in Florida is the other side got greedy and tried to both steal your shit and ruin your reputation and this was conflicting agendas and so confused the jury. The other side will not be making this mistake in London. To me I am doing you and your supporters a favor. I will cover this in CoinGeek as is still being sure you are Satoshi even as it's clear that you were run over by the combined forces of Silicon Valley, US payments companies and the entire crypto world. We will say that we believe you did forge some documents to replace ones you destroyed earlier to try to pretend you were not Satoshi. We will say this is because your Asperger's makes you not think and act like an adult. Arthur, let me just repeat one section there. We will say that we believe you did forge some documents to replace ones you destroyed earlier to try and pretend you were not Satoshi. Incredible. That was their plan. This is also something that I find so amazing that... A person as Kelvin Air, he is taking it for granted that this could be true. I was Satoshi. I deleted all the evidence and I am now recreating that evidence with the hope <laughs> with the hope that people are going to be impressed by it. Yeah, I'm also going to use it in a court and I uh, do not expect that a forensic expert will look at it. I mean, come on. Amazing. Who were they trying to kid? The way that their evidence has been pulled apart and Calvin Air really thought that was going to work. You can't fool a forensic expert with that. And how can you think you could after their experiences? Yeah, this has been an, an, a question for, for, for many in the Bitcoin community, uh, especially in the, in the debunk community of, uh, of Craig Wright. How can you even think that this type of excuse will be bought by, by anybody 
ja, uh, of course, uh, except for in the, in the, in the fan club uh, around uh, BSV and, and Kelvin and Craig. But that is only a small part of the world. And the big world out there uh, does have uh, courtrooms. And those courtrooms uh, have uh, specialists and, uh, and experts. And uh, some of them uh, are from the forensic, uh, in the, uh, working with forensics. And, and, and they will pick it apart. So moving on to the Copa lawsuit, where Calvin says, and I, I found this a bit hard to understand and to grasp really, that he will keep funding Craig Wright, but he's demanding every penny back and says, if we continue to fund you, you it's a continuation of the deal, you'll pay me everything back. But how is Craig Wright going to fund that repayment plus the £143 million that he owes Ira Kleiman? Is this predicated on getting those uh, billions of dollars worth of BSV back? Is that where this is all coming to? Yeah, that is also something that I could not wrap my head around uh, so quickly. In, in, in one way, he is still saying that he is funding him. But in the other way, I, I, I see that the signing should happen also. So I don't really know when is the stop of payments actually being done then. Will he immediately stop or will he stop after the next court session in, for example, the Copa case. That, that is not completely clear to me. Yeah, so it's not really clear what he's talking about with the funding, but as regards what happens after that, this is what Calvin has to say about what Craig can expect kind of going forward. I do not believe this case is fundable in any other way. I do not believe you will even be able to get a competent law firm to work with you on this as I expect all the lawyers to bail once they know I am out. The analysis above will be done by everyone and they are coming to the same conclusion. However, I will support any new funding options you can find. I do not expect this to happen however as you have made yourself just too toxic for this and your enemies have piled on in branding you as such, they are ever so gleeful with every round you pinch off into your own feet. As I said above, I believe what I am doing is actually tough love. It's definitely not meant to hurt you and it will actually help you looking at this from where I am sitting. The lawyers all dropping you because you ran out of funding is the best case scenario that I can see if you cannot do a Harvard signing. So this is actually quite a, a big thing because he's called Craig toxic. He says he's practicing tough love. He's not, not meant to hurt you, but it'll help you in the long run. It's like a, a mother that's looked after their child for too long. The child's been leeching off them for years and years. And the mother's finally cutting the apron strings and saying, look, I know it might seem tough, but it's good for you. But then... In the same vein, he's still saying he'll fund him. So it's a, such a weird relationship. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. An, um... It's like, you know what it is? I, I, I liken it to um, a, a battered wife who can't leave her husband. Something like that. Yeah, there is an, an, the word love came up in this email and um, a tough, tough love, I think. Yeah. This is a relationship based on ab- abuse. It is. It's an abusive relationship. It comes across like that. And that, that is what narcissistic personalities, they are quite good at it. If they have the right person um, mm-hmm. uh, in their neighborhood, they know how to manipulate the, 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 their opponent or their partner. And that can go quite far. And if you have the right uh, combination between uh, a type of Kelvin and a type of Craig, then... Calvin will financially he will completely bleed to death because Craig has found yeah his 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 match so to say for the abusive type of relationship that is needed to to be able to yeah to leech on on Calvin 
for every penny that Craig uh, needs. And, and that's why you see even in this type of email where it looks like that Kelvin is um, more strict and, and he should be, he should have done this years two, ago, three, three years. Yeah, exactly. Years ago. Two, yeah. uh, but um, he is still hoping and expecting what I, what I smell from this email that mm -hmm. Craig, because he has the private keys and because there is this tulip trust, it does exist. And the Bitcoin can be used for, for the, the paybacks to Kelvin. I mean, that is what he is thinking since June 2015, when he became involved with Craig Wright. And since 2015, it has been a constant stream to the black hole called Craig Wright of money and never ever has one penny come back. Yeah. Not from a tulip trust, not from a patent, not from no, yeah, whatever thing that Craig Wright has been doing so cleverly and uh, and, and and with with making a lot of uh, profits. So for eight years he has been leeching, eight nine almost nine yeah no yeah big fat eight years he has been uh, leeching on uh, on Kelvin uh, Kelvin Air. And it's not really a surprise that he's still retaining some hope because you don't you don't spend eight years with someone in this relationship they've got giving him all this money, waiting for all this to come back, to suddenly turn around and go, no, I'm done. You you cling on to every single straw you can you can clutch until the last one's taken from your hand. So that's mm -hmm. why he's still behaving like this, because he literally mentally, emotionally, he cannot let go because that's an admission that everything is lost, even though he clearly, it's like this email is almost two sides to his mind. There's this, there's a rational mm. side, is realizing what's happening, and there's the emotional mm. side that's got eight years worth of this that cannot be overcome. It, even that at the last, he still has this scintilla of hope, doesn't he? Because he has to. Yeah. On Saturday afternoon, Enchain put out a second statement where we won't go through the whole thing, but they accused Christian Agerhansen of conducting himself in a serious and inappropriate manner, which is why he was fired. And they, interestingly, when he submitted this this um, whistleblower's report, they read it, but they didn't concur with any of the findings. And yet Craig Wright still left and they still booted those major players off the board. And they're now conducting an internal review. So if there's nothing wrong, why are you conducting an internal review? And I have a feeling that I know who's going to take the blame in this internal review, don't you? Oh, yeah. It will not be uh, <laughs> so hard to understand that uh, the person who left uh, the company on uh, Friday uh, will, uh, of course, take the blame. We can expect that uh, to happen in a few weeks, few months, if we ever hear from it again. So talking of Calvin, he spent the whole of Sunday praising Enchain, praising BSV, saying everything is fine, there's nothing to see here and denigrating Christian Agerhansen at every opportunity, saying he was a terrible employee, poor performance, he was fired, all the rest of it. And then on Monday, after we recorded this podcast, was the day that we got the confirmation that the email that Christian Agerhansen had published was indeed from him to Craig Wright, suggesting everything in there is absolutely true, which is another level of staggering and something that will play out in the days and weeks to come. 
So we have the air group taking full control of N-Chain and Calvin saying that everything is rosy in the garden. And we now know that Stephen Matthews definitely forwarded that email that he was CC'd in on from Calvin Air to Craig Wright. He forwarded that to Christian Aga Hansen. We also know, because this happened on Monday, that Stephen Matthews was effectively fired from Wright International Investments. He was removed from his position as director. So have we heard from Stephen Matthews at all? <laughs> no, no, not much, to be honest. Um, on September 30, which was yesterday, the Saturday, he only tweeted one thing, lol, <laughs> laugh out loud, to a guy called Roy Murphy. We, oh, as, yeah. as, you, as we know, uh, that is an uh, ex-Bitconnect uh, uh, scammer. Why did he say lol uh, anyway? Because Roy Murphy said, welcome home again, Turkey shop. Retirement can wait. We've got work to do. <laughs> now, this was yesterday. This was Saturday. So this was uh, within all the turmoil of uh, Christian uh, Ager Hansen. So uh, Roy Murphy was uh, likely, very likely referring to that. And Stephen Matthews found that funny. So he said, lol. Laugh time. Yeah. <laughs> so that was from Stephen Matthews with his lol. Craig Wright finally piped up on Sunday morning and said, sorry to disappoint my anti-fans. I haven't gone anywhere. I'm still here consulting with Bitcoin companies, including Enchain. I decided it was not necessary to hold an official role with Enchain as there are excellent operators there who are able to take it and I can work with multiple BSV companies to further Bitcoin. Right now, I have a case to win. I love that. I, I decided it wasn't necessary for me to hold this role that I've held for years and years and years that I'm very proud of, right at a time when someone's accusing me of this fraudulent behaviour within the company. It's totally unrelated. This is the type of thing, it's called deception. This is the type of thing that they are good at. Mm -hmm. They can get around difficult situations in, in this way that is working both ways. It is deception for themselves. It is deception for their environment and to keep their fans and, and, and supporters uh, happy within the, the cult, so to say, will understand this type of coincidence. If you are eight years on the payroll and there is somebody coming out after eight years, you are the largest fraud in this company. Oh, well, let's go to my own company and they will hire me back, you know. <laughs> and that fraud is not yes, important. Yes. Nay, that's how you, that's called, that's why it's called deception. That's how you take the attention away from the fraud uh, accusations and yeah, keep them away from, from that. You, you can see also on, on Calvin, he calls it fiction. Yeah, he did, didn't he? I think a couple of times he tweeted that it was all fiction. Ah, just fiction. That's mm. all just fiction. Yeah. Well, that reminds me of the falsified information in the Kleiman trial where it was all wrapped up under the, oh, I was hacked. I was hacked. It's all, it's all fake. It's all fake. They don't, they can't go into any details because there's so much around the documents in that case. Once you bring in this idea that I was hacked, there are so many more questions that come after that that just completely undermine that. And it's the same thing as this. You can try and sweep it under this rug of it's all fiction, but it's just... It's just too easy. It's so much bigger than that, but that's the only thing they can do. Mm. So we've heard from the major players in BSV and we've heard from Enchain, but what are the BSV fans? This is always a part of these things when they blow up that I absolutely love because you just do not know what kind of deranged nonsense you're going to get. And we got the full selection board of deranged nonsense this time around. 
The cope has been magnificent, and here is the first piece we get to enjoy. My theory is that Craig has probably finished his patents, N-Chain is preparing to assert them and only requires specific advice from Craig, leaving him to focus on preparing the defense against COPA. And in the future, advise other companies without having a conflict of interest with N-Chain. Now that N-Chain could have a profitable business model, Kristen tried to get a part of the company but was rejected slash couldn't slash whatever and suddenly embraced the fake Toshi speech as well as dropping that he has evidence to try to gain positions in Bitcoin now that he failed to get a piece of the N-Chain buy. So yeah, that's just about as outstanding as you can imagine. Um, didn't Christian Agahansen say something about Craig Wright's patents as well? That was during the first... Twitter spaces that he joined on Friday night. Um, it was a quite funny thing that we heard there. Uh, that is a, an, yeah, a bit of a detail that we did not know. But on the other hand, it's also not unexpected uh, now that uh, <laughs> he, he said it. Because um, Kristen said that Craig Wright is plagiarizing his patents with help of ChatGTP. That is an uh, artificial intelligence uh, tool. And he is forcing bribing, that's how I interpret it a bit, uh, his name and signature on patents that he really didn't work on. So that, uh, and I, oh, I can see it already happening that he is walking around yep. in office and he sees a patent and he sees two or three names from the interns and from people that, uh, and he says, yeah, but remember that session that we did for 15 minutes when I explained on the whiteboard this and this and this, and that is now all in your patent here, so you should put my name on the patent. And that will yeah. be convincing enough for those boys and girls 20 to 30 years younger than him, and they will say, yeah, yeah, sure, 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 Craig, we'll put your name on the patent also. And a normal person wouldn't do it, a normal person would be kind of humble, kind of, but Craig will not never ever be such a person. He wants to have his name on a patent that he never worked on. And of course, his own patents is just like everything that is, is his work from book to paper to uh, article to blog post, whatever he is doing, there is always almost always there is hardly anything new hardly anything creative to find it's a lot of plagiarisms that he is doing he's taking other texts and he changes uh, some sentences and then he pretends uh, i i wrote this it's, it's not surprising didn't we also find that a, a chat gpt subscription was in his credit card uh, details for something he when when they were revealed as part of the Kleiman thing recently i'm sure a subscription to chat gpt was in amongst the purchases wasn't it oh could be i remember uh, more uh, tin tinder <laughs> oh yeah we remember tinder gold but i'm pretty sure he, i'm pretty sure chat gpt was there as well which would which would stand that one up okay um, yeah it could could be i i, I do not have that uh, on top of mind uh, why i have tinder on top of mind i don't know don't ask <laughs> <laughs> So that's the first comment we had from um, a BSV supporter. Um, we'll run through some more here and just be prepared. They get weird. Just another psyop. Never trust anyone on their word. Form your conclusions based on clearly presented evidence and facts and logical thinking only. 
and let's not forget he actually did a little psyop on that crookrosh, so no surprise that he attempted to do it again this time against Craig, as his goal was to remove him from N-Chain, much the same how Roger wanted to remove him from BCH, and how Blockstream, expletive deleted, wanted him gone from BTC. There is clear pattern there. Psyop after Psyop after Psyop. This is exactly how intelligence agencies infiltrate opposition. They first create an event that places the front figure agent in a trusted position, crypto leaks. When trust is solidified, remember agent actor Kristen's wonderful energy. The agent gets elevated into a position of power, where he can execute the main goal of divide and conquer and in the same time plunder and steal the target's assets when the target goes down. Too bad he was exposed this time. Do not underestimate how dirty the tactics are the intelligence agencies use. We are up against the largest and most ancient power structure on earth, the banking dynasty. SSW's famous statement that Bitcoin is not against banks is simple love bombing just to fly under the radar. He knows damn well banks print money out of thin air, and Bitcoin shatters this very foundation the whole system relies on. He was either a mole from the beginning or they threatened him and his family. It's pretty obvious. CEOs don't leave companies like this. It can be career-ending. Um, so Arthur, leading on from these quite extraordinary reasons why Christian Agerhansen was brought into Enchain, not to work for the company, not to actually push the company forward and to try and achieve things, but because he's some sort of intelligence agent who was planted. Along those lines, here are some other conspiracy theories that have been put forward. Um, he was hired by Binance CEO Changpeng Zhao to infiltrate Craig's camp and destroy Craig's reputation uh, on, on Binance's say-so. He works for Kyle Roche and Emin Gunsaira to, again, bring down Craig's reputation. And one of my favourite ones from, from Reddit, the Bitcoin core tards have small shareholder positions in Enchain and they hired him to bring the company down from the inside. There's one thing about conspiracy theories in general that are fantastic, and these especially. The lengths they have to go to to imagine these scenarios to bring him in. It's just, it's, it's a shame they can't put their those such active minds to more sort of constructive pursuits, isn't it? Yeah, of course, of course, I'm also reading that, that stuff, but I always, it becomes a little bit tiring, those things, especially when you have the mindset that um, what Christian Agar Hansen is, is, is just correct, what he is saying. And those people who come up with all those, yeah, it's this sidetracking, this, this conspiracy theories that make hardly sense to, at least not to me, why do those people not spend some time to dive into the content of, for example, what has been, um, what Kristen already uh, brought up on Twitter from his uh, uh, report. Please go into the details, please go into the content of that stuff. And why is it for me mm. tiring? Because yeah, my specialty has become uh, writing uh, what, uh, longer articles and here and there I uh, tweet uh, about it. and. And then I bring those articles, uh, in many cases, I bring those articles under the attention. And then I ask uh, a BSV fan, just debunk a sentence or give me a full debunk of any every sentence in this article. But they won't. Mm -hmm. And what they do is bring all kinds of silly theories, conspiracy theories of this kind that you just mentioned in my face. And... 
when someone's so so desperate to make up a story like that rather than look at the evidence that you're putting in front of them there is there's is no way you can argue uh, rationally with someone like that is there Nee, that, that's it. And that's why I spent five or ten tweets uh, replying and, uh, and, and yeah, in the back and forth with uh, such a person when I think I have the time and when I think it's uh, it's worth it. But at some point, those people are not worth it, I'm afraid. No, those no. people will sink, uh, go down with a sinking ship, Yep. Yeah, I'm afraid. They will. they will, absolutely. But yeah, they cannot do much. They cannot debunk it and only bring this type of... Uh, silly uh, conspiracy theories yeah of course uh, <laughs> Kristen <laughs> hired by Binance and Kyle Rush and naming <laughs> and the Bitcoin court arts uh, everybody is hiring him <laughs> yeah they're all true <laughs> to they're bring all true. And, and to bring Enchain down to bring uh, Kelvin down <laughs> this is the funny thing though is that there's Enchain and BSV and Craig and Kelvin they're bringing themselves down they don't need anybody else's help and if these people actually looked they would see that this is all it's all being done they're all cocking the whole thing up themselves it's not an external influence no. they i like i said to somebody before someone said oh they're manipulating bsv they're trying to keep it away from people they're trying to hide it from the free people it's an open market there is blockchains being used by companies all over the world if somebody thought it was worth it they would use it but they don't and there's a very good reason for that and these guys do not ask that question they don't ask why are we not being picked up by these massive organizations they're too busy throwing these random theories out and it's just like guys come on like seriously look in the mirror but you've done what you can we've done what we can like you say there's no point arguing with them because they've made their bed and they're just gonna have to lie in it now yeah yeah exactly at some point it becomes a little bit tiring uh, to keep uh, to keep it up yeah okay so we'll, we'll leave we'll leave that aside i mean we're pretty much towards the end of what we know at this point mm. um this is quite a big question but it's the last one we'll we'll tackle in this update what does this mean for Craig Wright, taking everything into consideration for what we know over just this weekend and assuming it's true, what does this change for him going forward? Yeah, that's a good question. He left Enchain. He's his spirit appears unbroken, so he will keep on going as he is going. He will still keep on trying uh, to keep uh, Kelvin on the line for uh, for the finances and I think the only way to get him down is when Kelvin indeed holds on to his uh, I will from now onwards not pay anything for you so you have to you're on your own now until the moment that you are going to sign in a courtroom or in that Harvard University uh, because I think that is, you know, they mentioned it, so it was not completely clear to me if they want to do a signing session for Harvard and bring that evidence uh, to court or bring uh, a signing session into the court, <laughs> which I would prefer. Yeah. If they, but they will never do, do that, of course, because they can't. But but the, the, the idea is nice. Um, but for me, this was not about fraudulent and shady uh, activities in Enchain happening. We knew that already. This was not about Craig Wright having worked in office on fraudulent documents and uh, uh, Kristen noticed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we knew that already, that those things are happening. Yeah. The most important thing was the third thing that came up uh, this weekend, and that is that Calvin is getting more critical. For mm -hmm. me, that is the biggest 
change and that means something or should mean something to Craig Wright that he is uh, more and more yeah pushed into a corner where he um, yeah should do his best uh, to get out of that corner and in what way will he get out we got a hint that he has been threatening to Calvin now yeah you better not do that with your friends because your friends will go away when you are becoming threatening and now it was uh, uh, with an, probably a lame excuse, uh, it was uh, covered up. But you can sense on that uh, type of thing that Craig Wright is in, in, he is in a corner. And that is uh, very logical with the upcoming Copa case. That is very logical reading that uh, the test uh, trial that they have been doing, that he was uh, burned to the floor, so to say, that did not go well. And that made Kristen uh, realize that, uh, no, he, this guy is not going to win any lawsuits in the upcoming yeah. period. This is, uh, no, no way. This is not what I can support uh, anymore. Now, this is should be a big worry for Craig Wright and the stress should mostly come from the lawsuits and uh, from uh, from Kelvin uh, pulling out. Yeah, I totally agree. I think when this stuff broke on Friday, it was dramatic. It was it was fun to read, and it was a surprise that Christian Nagger Hansen was the one that had turned and, and and changed his mind. But like you say, it wasn't anything new as such. It was just it was the source rather than the material. But when that email from Calvin dropped, that answered so many questions. It represents a sea change in his attitude from eight years ago. And it answers so many questions that we'd had. This is the biggest, probably the biggest um, event, I think, we've covered since we started doing this podcast and potentially since he started this whole thing in 2015. Because the guy that has backed him the whole way is on the verge of pulling out because he's realising the truth and that is going to put him in such a difficult position. The last support he's got is being pulled away and if Calvin goes as he's threatening to, then the whole thing does crumble and we've got that ending that, that we wanted. But I think even if that doesn't happen, the Copa case that he has been begging for, he's been talking up, especially this identity thing he's wanted for so long, we now know that all the positivity they put on it is all bluff and all bluster and all spin. We knew it was, but we've got proof that it is. And we just know that this thing he's wanted for so long is going to be an absolute car crash for him. And it's one thing going into something like this and being unsure publicly. When you go into something like this and you're you're so bullish and you're so that your level of bravado is so high based on nothing, it just makes that crash even worse. And he is really, really, he's gone, isn't he? I think we can finally say, if this is true, he is gone. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's also the, the sentiments that I smell and, and, and feel on uh, on Twitter between my friends. Uh, and, and of course, this was talk of the town uh, for, the whole, uh, for the whole weekend in uh, several uh, groups. Yeah. Probably the best weekend ever since I uh, started with this uh, job. And this unpaid hobby <laughs> that has that has grown into a somewhat bigger thing. But nay, seriously, the cracks are appearing in the foundation of uh, now serious cracks. I mean, there were already many cracks, but oh, yeah. these are very serious cracks. And this is a, yeah, it's about to uh, collapse. Yeah, well, it's been a mad, mad weekend, uh, but thoroughly enjoyable. And there's going to be plenty more to come. So if anything else huge develops we'll obviously bring it to you guys but uh arthur for now thank you so much for joining me and for for going through this extraordinary extraordinary weekend and uh 
long may it continue and let's hope there's some some lovely fallout from this yes yes thank you for having me and um pleasure yeah talk soon uh, mark cheers thank you for listening to this episode of dr bitcoin the man who wasn't satoshi nakamoto don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice to get these episodes the moment they drop. And if you enjoyed what you heard, we'd really appreciate a star rating and even a review to help us get this out to as many people as possible. Our monthly bonus episodes are available to download from our website for a small consideration. And if you'd like to access all these bonus episodes, head to our website, drbitcoinpod.com. That's drbitcoinpod.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at DrBitcoinPod and you can email us at DrBitcoinPod at gmail.com. That's DrBitcoinPod at gmail.com. Thanks very much for listening and we'll speak to you again soon. You've been listening to Dr. Bitcoin, the man who wasn't Satoshi Nakamoto. Written by Mark Hunter with additional material by Arthur Van Pelt. Editing and production by Mark Hunter. This has been a Contented Media Production.